the fantasy's finest fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Um, we're going to do things a little bit different this episode. I wanted to cut this down just really quickly because I was up against it and I really wanted to get an episode out, but... You know, I couldn't do the normal format, so I just wanted to make sure I got out the uh, waivers for this week, for week seven. Um, so I wanted to make sure I got that out for you guys. Um, so, you know, normally we would do the segments and all of that good stuff, but this is going to be like uh, Fantasy's Finest Unplugged, <laughs> just just for this episode. So um, let's jump right into the news and get you guys catch caught up on everything that's going on. First, let's talk about the Browns. Man, they are all beat up. The Browns are dealing with a bunch of injuries. First, they lost Kareem Hunt. He's going to be out for several weeks uh, behind a calf injury. He's already been put on IR. Uh, per uh, Ian Rappaport broke the story about him uh, expecting to miss uh, several weeks. Um, Nick Chubb has already been ruled out for week seven. Um, they play Thursday night football, so it was kind of tight for him to be able to play anyway, but they play the Broncos for, to kick off week seven and he's not going to be available. So we'll get into that because in this, and and I'm sorry, I forgot to introduce the episode waivers. We're going to get you guys set up for waivers this week. If you need running backs with a lot of guys, a lot of teams on buys this week, I know the feeling it's going to be very, this is probably one of the tightest week seven waiver wire by week, I guess, Bonanza you can call it because it's ridiculous. Like I already, I've already gone through my fantasy teams, man. And I already have like two or three teams alone that only have two guys playing (laughs) like my whole squad from top to bottom. They're all on bye weeks. I've never done that before, or at least it's never hit me like this before. Sheesh. Like I have one team, uh, I think it's my hustlers, a league. Everybody is on a bye week except my tight end and my kicker. <laughs> so those two guys are ready to go. Everybody else is, is taking a break. Uh, Mike Williams, the chargers are out. The Cowboys are out. Minnesota's out. Um, who else is out? Buffalo, it's like five teams out. So you got to do what you got to do this week to get by. And if you're looking at two and four, like I am in a couple leagues, um, yeah, you definitely hitting the waiver wire. So we're going to get you set up for the waivers uh, for this week. If you need some options to pivot because your main, your main guns are taking a break this week, but back to the news, um, Nick Chubb is already ruled out for week seven. Odell Beckham is dealing with a shoulder injury. He might not play uh, again on Thursday night. He wasn't able to practice on Tuesday. They kind of did like a, they didn't really have a practice Monday, but he didn't do anything on Monday and he didn't do anything on Tuesday. So Odell Beckham is looking shaky. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he got hurt in week. uh, Oh, Jesus. First, he got hurt against the Arizona Cardinals, but the beatdown the Cardinals put on the Browns defense. Wow. Like 
I didn't see that coming. I thought that was going to be a little bit more competitive. But good Lord, Arizona is dangerous out here. They beat the brakes off the Browns. Browns defense looking mighty sus the last couple weeks. But Baker's hurt. He's dealing with a shoulder injury that he he re-injured his shoulder, separated. He was in a sling after the game. He's saying he's going to play Thursday night football. But I don't think he's going to play. Uh, it's going to be too tight, too quick of a turnaround. They're not going to risk him getting hurt any further. You're probably looking at Case Keenum starting. And I don't every all the all the, the skill players for the Browns may not be playable this week. So you're definitely going to have to make some moves. Saints, Michael Thomas expected a few weeks away from activation from the pup list. Um, Ian Rappaport Rappaport broke this one, too. He says the Saints wide receiver is eligible to come off the pup list, but they still think he's a couple of weeks away, maybe week eight or nine that he's looking to return. Uh, Remember, he had ankle surgery in the offseason this year that knocked him out of the beginning of the 2021 season. But the injury is from last year, and that was a whole mess. Like, he should have got that done earlier than later. Another guy who's going to be on the IR list, Paris Campbell. He's expected to miss time with a foot injury per Frank Reich. He got busy against Houston with that 51-yard touchdown uh, from Carson Wentz, but he's going to be on IR. He's going to miss the next couple of games. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo came back to practice on Monday. Um, He's expected to return and play the Colts for week seven. Trey Lance wasn't seen at practice. Um, He was expected to miss probably another game or two behind that knee injury. And um, it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be starting this this, uh, coming week, barring any setbacks. Rashad Penny is expected to be activated from the injury reserve this week. Um, Carson, Chris Carson is already out with a neck injury. He's on IR. Alex Collins got banged up against the Steelers in week six. So if Alex Collins can't go, you're looking at Rashad Penny, DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, or some kind of mix of that in the event that that happens. And that's the latest that I got so far. Now let's get you caught up with these waiver wires because there's a lot of injuries and a lot of teams on by. So the obvious guys that are going to be coming up that you should be targeting, or at least the highest priority, um, Dearness Johnson and Demetric, Demetric, they got those, uh, what's it, uh, I can't remember the, those comedian names, uh, Key and Pell, or at least the, the, the old, uh, comedy sketch show, but, uh, yeah, those two guys are going to be on the top of your list, uh, for the Browns, uh, Dearness is looking to be the early down back, uh, for the Browns with Nick Chubb out and Demetric is going to be looking to take on that uh, passing down role uh, for the Browns uh, in Thursday night football. Uh, we already mentioned Rashad Penny in the news. Um, he's going to be, I'm looking at him like a stash worthy target. We don't know. We don't have any updates on Alex Collins and his injury. Um, so if anything, Rashad Penny should be added to 12 team formats in the event that Collins can't go. That way you already have him on your bench and you don't have to fight anybody else. Um, you know, should the news drop 
Wednesday that Collins may not play or he may he's not practicing. So Rashad Penny should be a target that you should be looking to grab um, for on waivers this week. Jarrett Patterson, Antonio Gibson, uh, his backup. He's uh, dealing with a shin injury. He was in and out of the game against the uh, Chiefs for week six. He had to get an MRI on the injury. Uh, It's a shin injury, uh, but because of the extent of the injury and him constantly being in and out of the game, he was seen on a bike on the sidelines trying to stay loose. And the fact that he had to get an MRI could mean that he could be uh, missing some time behind the injury. So that's something to monitor. But just in case he does, you're going to want to get Jared Patterson uh, to back him up um, in the event that Gibson does miss time moving forward. Um, Gib- pa- excuse me, Patterson is the guy who's going to get the early down work with McKissick, um, f- keeping his uh, passing down role uh, moving forward. Now, here's some guys that may you should be targeting at wide receiver. A.J. Green, he's still only 30% rostered in the NFL uh, leagues, but between the weeks three and six, he's still he's been a top 25 wide receiver. He has three touchdowns on the season so far, and he's managed to crack 50 plus yards in three of those three of his last four games. Green is having I'm not going to say an extreme resurgence year, but because Kyler Murray is spreading the ball around so much and so well, Green is involved in the offense. So if you have a shot of getting him in your leagues, um, I would suggest you do that, especially with, like I said before, with all the teams that are on buys this week or if you're dealing with injuries, you got a guy who may be able to get you through it. This next one, I think that this is a guy you should jump on early before certain things roll out. And I'll explain why. Nico Collins from Houston, the Houston Texans. Tyrod Taylor is edging closer and closer to returning to the team. And they only have Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver. Collins came back from, I believe it was a shoulder injury um, earlier in the season. And they don't have any other uh, wide receivers outside of Cooks. So if Collins can cement himself inside that wide receiver two role um, with Tyrod coming back, he already saw six targets um, in week six against the Colts. That looks to be a more positive um, for Collins value. Plus, the Texans offense isn't that great as it is. They're going to be behind in games. The defense is shot, too. So you're looking at a lot of pass-heavy scripts as they try and stay in games. Pass-heavy scripts for wide receivers means more targets, but more potential targets, and more chances to score um, in garbage time. So, or at least for PPR, um, I'm looking to grab Collins if I can make any space on my on my bench for him. And finally, Mo Ali Cox. Um, what can I say about this guy? Like. The last three games, he's seen a larger target share than any other tight end for the Colts. I think I have it at 14.3% uh, target share. And he's getting those prime targets in the end zone. He's got three touchdowns on the season so far. Um, he's getting more passing work than any other Colts tight end. Um, I just need them snaps to go up. And whatever reason, Jack Doyle is staying in those games. He's just staying in to be a blocker. He's not getting any real targets 
I believe he's had like one target in each of the last three games. So Mac is the passing option. They just need to get him a little bit more involved in the in the passing attack. I think uh, Mac is averaging about four targets a game over the last three weeks. So we want to see that number go up just a little bit, maybe five, maybe six targets a game. That'd be nice. Plus those looks in the end zone um, as he's a big frame guy. So Cox is Cox to me is a you grab him now, grab him, <laughs> grab him and hold him. But you grab him and put him on your bench. And if you need him to pop up um, in the event that your your bye week start kicking in um, or you dealing with injuries like I, I got uh, Rob Gronkowski on the bench and I've been cycling through a couple of uh, tight ends to help me out. Like I had a I think I had Hunter Henry on one league and uh, um, I had a, a Jared Cook on the other. And then, you know, Jared Cook kind of flamed out. So we'll see, you know. He's an option that I would I would put on my bench at least before he has that blow up game and now you're scrambling to try and get him and it's too late. So and I think I'm gonna give you guys I'm gonna give you guys two buy low targets for this week. I have an article coming out on the fantasiesfinance.com for my I call it my swindlers list because these guys are bigger named buy low targets. But it may require some finessing to get these guys away from fantasy managers for one reason or another. So, like, my first guy is Miles Sanders. For whatever reason, it's almost a month and a half, nearly two months into the regular season for NFL season. And Miles Sanders is not being used like he's supposed to for the Eagles. You would think that they would allow him to be a featured piece in the offense. But over the last three games, he's averaging just nine carries a game. But he's averaging over six yards. Now, I'll fact check this, but he's averaging at least over five yards a carry. At least. How do you not give him the ball? I don't. Get that. And Jalen Hurts is he's the garbage time king right now. He's killing it in garbage time for fantasy. He's a top five uh, fantasy quarterback right now. But, you know, to help your offense and to help your team win games, maybe be more efficient in putting up points. You get the run game involved like but for whatever reason, they're not using Miles Sanders like they should. And. That could change because they definitely should be reevaluating how they're using Miles Sanders in the run game since they are basically not doing it. But this is the perfect time to buy low on Miles Sanders. You if you can, I'll say like this. If I had a chance to get Miles Sanders, he would probably be my running back three on my on most of my fantasy teams. This is a perfect chance to get him away from a fantasy owner a fantasy manager who's fed up with Miles Sanders lack of usage, make him a solid offer, get Miles Sanders in the hopes that he can turn it around and, and the Eagles can turn it around and use him. And then you have a solid running back to potential um, in Miles Sanders. Another guy who I think you need to jump on right now, who's uh, had a dip in his last game, Robert Woods. Now I know what you're thinking. <laughs> 
Well, it could just be a fluke because he had a great game the week before where he had like 12, 13 targets. That's cool. And I get that. I totally understand that angle. But right now might be the perfect time to get him away from a fantasy manager and stash him on your team because we know that the Rams offense is legit. Robert Woods had five. He had five targets, two receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. He got into the end zone that kind of saved his week a little bit. He had uh, 11 points in PPR. But considering what he did the week before, that's a definite dip. And it might get a fantasy manager a little shaky because of the inconsistency. He was down one week, he's up another week, and then he's down again. Some fantasy managers don't like that. Some fantasy managers like consistency, consistent points. Cooper Cup is the model right now for consistency. He's getting the targets, he's getting the production, and he's getting in the end zone. He's Matthew Stafford's favorite target. But Robert Woods is kind of getting left out in the cold. This would be a perfect opportunity to get him because we don't know. I'll say this. I'm more confident in Robert Woods on the season as opposed to worrying about him, you know, because he had a down week. But everybody ain't me. Robert Woods could be that 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 flustering piece in a fantasy manager's team. Shoot him an offer and see what you get. But I have more uh, buy low targets um, for the rest of the week. Um, not for the rest of the week. In my in my latest article, article that I'll put on the fantasyfinest.com. But that will do it for this episode. Like I said, I just wanted to make this a quick one so I can get you guys prepared for um, week seven's uh, waiver wire. I had to put something out. I, did, I wasn't going to mix another day, another drop day. So... Uh, if you listen, we appreciate it as always. We appreciate our listeners. Thank you for checking us out, and we will check you out in our next episode. You guys be safe until then, and peace. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.